Amen. Let us all receive the blessing of God's word from Romans 15, 5 through 7. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Amen. As an expression of our love, we offer you the right hand of fellowship. Or a hug. The the right hug of fellowship. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. you to stand with us as we acknowledge our faith and trust in God and continue to seek the Spirit's leading in our lives and in this church, in His church.
Gosh, in some ways it's hard to believe that we're already mid-year and that we're at our mid-year celebration Sunday. In other ways it feels like it, it's just kind of continuing to be this weird, wacky season and we're all just still muddling through. Uh, but it is good to be together and we do have a lot to celebrate. I want to take a minute to dismiss our kids and uh, we have our leaders in the back who will meet you back there for kids worship if you'd like to go. Of course, you're always welcome to stay with us here as well with uh, the big kids. Um, we also want to acknowledge that you may have uh, given your tithes or offerings online this week, or if you've prepared a gift of offering that you want to drop in the box in the back in worship today, we want to acknowledge and uh, celebrate those gifts as well. So would you pray with me? Let's bless our kids as they go, pray over the offerings that uh, we are receiving today, and just ask for God's blessing on this time of celebrating life at Faith Covenant Church. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you that you offer us grace and forgiveness, that you give us mercy and peace. We ask that your Spirit would guide us, that you would bless our kids as they go to learn more about Jesus and kids' worship today. We ask that you would receive all of our offerings, our offerings of praise and thanksgiving and worship, our offerings of tithes and talent and treasure. And God, we ask that you would continue to show favor to those of us at Faith Covenant Church that seek to do your will, that desire to see the gospel light spread in the darkness of a lost and hurting world, 
and that celebrate the goodness and faithfulness that you show us at each age and stage of life as we celebrate these milestones together today. Bless us through your word, bless us through your spirit, and lead us out as the true disciples of Jesus Christ in our lives. We ask this in his name. Amen. So it has been great to celebrate our graduates today. I can't help but think, man, what have you guys been through in the last four years, right? I mean, if I went back to my high school time and thought about what these guys have gone through in the last four years, it's just incredible. And even here at Faith Covenant Church, we've been through some amazing, wild, roller coaster type experiences, and yet we are still here. We're here to celebrate that God is still with us, God loves us, and God has a call on our lives. We're excited to welcome Dean Sewell this month, a couple more weeks, and they're going to be in town as our new associate pastor of Family Ministries with his wife, Abby, and their daughter, Lydia. It's been a long and challenging road just to get to the point of having Dean be able to be here with us. It's worth taking time to recognize that in all of these ups and downs and the roller coaster of life that we've all been through in recent years, God continues to show his faithfulness to us. And we can celebrate the ways that he continues to bless us and make a way for us into the future. We just went live this week with advertising the family ministry assistant director position to to rehire to that position. And now that Dean will be president in a couple weeks to participate in the in-person interviews when it comes time for those to happen. So that's an exciting next step. And hopefully it'll be sometime soon, but uh, the search process is always unpredictable. It could be fast, it could be slow. We don't know, but there is one thing that we do know in the midst of this. And that's that God's timing is always perfect. Amen? God's timing is always perfect. Ecclesiastes 3.11 tells us, He has made everything beautiful in its time. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tell us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. And so as we anticipate many new things in store for us in the areas of family ministry, uh, we're we're also immensely grateful for all of the things that that so many of you are doing to, to do good work in ministry here at Faith Covenant Church through all the things that are already happening. Now, we don't have time to share the details about all of them, but I just want to highlight the many different ministries that we have going on and the teams that are involved in those things who are doing the work of God's kingdom in this place. So I think we have a slide that kind of has a list of all the teams. I don't know if we can show that. Of course, our student ministry and our kids ministry teams that have been doing amazing faithful work to keep family ministry going through this season, including our MOPS team, the mothers of preschoolers, our Little Sprouts preschool teachers, and then of course our worship ministry teams who week in and week out are preparing and leading us in worship here on Sunday mornings, our musicians and our AV teams, our care ministry team that continues to reach out through cards and phone calls and times of visitation, helping to prepare the communion elements every month, providing food for events and memorial services and keeping our kitchen in order so that we can do good hospitality our missions ministry, including our outreach to the homeless team, our Team World Vision marathon walkers and runners, our Covenant Kids Congo sponsors. 
all those that have served uh, the free health clinic that we started having every year, which again is coming in just a couple weeks, and we get to participate again with multiple churches from the area to be a blessing to those who are in need in our community. And of course, we can't forget our administrative and leadership teams that often do their work behind the scenes and the, the time and the energy that they sacrifice and give to help make this church function often goes unseen and unnoticed. Our property team, our finance team, our staff relations team, and our leadership team. I just want to take a quick moment and say, if you have served in this last year on any of these teams, or if there's a team that I have forgotten or missed, would you just stand briefly for a moment to acknowledge your service in ministry to this church? Come on, don't be shy. Awesome. Now, I know there's a lot of you here that are on ministry teams and you didn't stand, and that's okay. But we thank you for your service and we pray for God's blessing that he would pour back into your life the good things that he has for you because of your willingness to offer in, generous, in generosity and in sacrifice your time, your talents, and your treasure. I don't want to too quickly skip over a huge thank you as well to our church staff. We have continued to navigate this crazy season through change and turnover and stress and difficulty, conflict in the church and conflict in our society. And I just want to tell you that I am really proud of your church staff. They have handled this season with grace, with trust, and with dedicated faithfulness to continue to pursue the ministries of Faith Covenant Church. Absolutely. And just like our leadership teams, there's a lot that they do that you can see, and there's a lot that they do that you can't see. And so anytime you think of the church staff and you can offer them a personal thank you or some gratitude for the hard work that they're doing, I know that they would greatly appreciate your affirmation for them. There is a lot worth celebrating and praising God for here at Faith Covenant Church. And so we're excited that you're here to celebrate that with us today. But there's also a lot that we continue to dream about and that we envision for the future. And we know that there's always more that we can do to take our next steps into pursuing the ministries and the mission that God has for us in this season ahead. Our vision, at, our vision statement here at the church tells us that we believe that God has called us to pursue a real life together by connecting, growing, and serving as genuine disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, in this statement, we see both the vertical relationship to God as well as the horizontal relationships that we pursue with one another as an expression of, of the greatest command that Jesus taught his disciples to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. We know that it's as we connect with God that we also connect with one another as an expression of our love for God by how we love one another. As we grow in our relationship with Jesus as his disciples, we also recognize that God calls us to grow in our relationship with those around us as a sign of his deepening character within us and our increasing maturity and healthy wholeness in Christ. And as we serve God through the power of his spirit at work in us, we serve others in the name of Jesus and as an expression of the, the presence of the kingdom of God among us, but also as the fulfillment of the calling that he has given each one of us when he called us to give our lives to Jesus as his disciples. 
As a faith community, we take our cue from Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, where Paul says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now, one of the ways that we do that, uh, this spring, the church staff and leadership team were able to come together to form one discernment team to re-engage our annual strategic planning process through which we seek to discern God's leading and calling in our church and a sense of direction for the season ahead. This is a time each year when we also seek to be reminded of God's mission and His call on us as a faith community and to ask ourselves, how will we know when we're being successful in pursuing God's mission and vision for our church? See, when we begin to think and act more strategically as a church, it means that we're seeking first to discern what God is doing, to discern where God is leading, and then to be wise stewards of all of the gifts and the resources and the relationships that he's blessed us with to be on mission and do ministry with Jesus. Proverbs 19.21 tells us, Many are the plans of a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Without a question, it's the Lord's purpose that we want here at Faith Covenant Church, not our own purpose. And we believe that God's plan is revealed to us in His Word, that it's discerned in community, and it can only be pursued through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us to allow us to do the things that God has called us to do. Like wise farmers, we learn that it takes intentionality and hard work in order to bring a crop to harvest. And our desire and goal here at the church is like that of a farmer to see fruitful life and ministry beginning to emerge and overflow through the relationships of the people who make this church their home. In Matthew 9, 37 and 38, Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send workers into his harvest field. And James 3.18 tells us that peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So we always need to be asking ourselves in different times and in different seasons, what is it the fruit that we expect to see in our church? Or or what is the harvest that we're looking for? What does a harvest of righteousness actually look like? Do we even know? It's kind of an odd phrase for us, right? A harvest of righteousness. Well, I want to suggest to us that here at Faith Covenant Church, we would hope to see new people coming to faith in Jesus Christ. We would see people's lives and marriages and families being renewed and restored and reconciled and redeemed. We would see people being truly discipled in their faith at every age and stage of life and discovering the uniquely designed call that God has for each one of us that never stops until we get taken home to be with Jesus, right? If you're not dead, you're not done. Amen.
We would hope to see communities both locally and around the world being engaged and transformed through the presence and the power of God's Spirit at work through the hands and feet of God's people who aren't just content to sit in church on Sunday morning but are willing to be sent out into their communities to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to make a difference in the world around us. Now, in addition to all the work of the ministry that we already see happening among us, that we have celebrated already today, uh, we, and, and recognizing that we continue to always need to be wise stewards of our, of our property and our finances and to be able to manage the gifts that God has blessed us with, the staff and leadership team have discerned that there are five additional initiatives that we believe God is calling us to also pursue in the season ahead. Now, I want to briefly introduce them to you now, and I want to invite you, even if you hadn't planned on it, stay after the service for our congregational meeting at 1130, because we're going to have an opportunity to go into more detail and to begin to expand the conversation around these initiatives. These are just ideas at this point, and we're looking for affirmation from you all and confirmation as a congregation that this is the direction that God would call us to go. So really quick, uh, key mission and ministry initiatives. Number one is we feel God calling us to improve our systems and our structures. And what we mean by that is that we are recognizing that we need to take some time to intentionally develop more ministry structures that allow us to be successful at following through and all these great ideas that we have that we would like to see come to fruition as a part of the harvest of righteousness here at Faith Covenant Church. That might be improving our communication strategies. It might be better leader and team development and coordination. It might be more effective planning processes and implementation. We don't know what all the systems and structures might look like, but we know we need to organize ourselves better for the mission that God has given us. And so we're going to be leaning into that in the season ahead. Number two is that we believe God is calling us to expand Little Sprouts Preschool. We have an amazing ministry in Little Sprouts that reaches families with young kids, and and it's an amazing connection to our community. And what we believe is that as a part of expanding the footprint of family ministry in our community, expanding Little Sprouts to become a full-time preschool and child care center will expand the opportunities for us to connect with and reach out to the families in our community who are in desperate need of this kind of help. We've estimated that Only 25% of the current need for full-time preschool and childcare in East Pierce County is actually being met. That's an amazing statistic if you think about it, because what that means is 75% of the families right here in our community who are in need of full-time preschool and childcare so that they can go to work and they can do their jobs and they can make their families work are being underserved and on a waiting list, hoping to get a breakthrough and find a place where they can have their kids be taken care of. And with the facilities that we have here that largely go unused much of the week, we have the potential to host anywhere from 40 kids on the low end up to 100 kids on the high end. And, and, and what an amazing opportunity for, is that for us to be a blessing to those in our community who are in need in this way. The other thing that we've recognized as we've done the research and explored this possibility is that we began to realize that this would create an opportunity for us to increase those alternative sources of income for the church. That was a goal that we set for ourselves this last year and something we recognize we need to be pursuing in the season ahead. 
To do this, we recognize it's going to require some initial investment to be able to expand ministry in that way. But it's also going to require an increased and ongoing commitment on our part to manage an enterprise of that nature. It's a big deal that we would take on. But we also are recognizing that the potential benefits for the ministries of our church are really exciting. And so we're looking forward to being able to talk more with you about what that might look like and how we can all come together to possibly make that happen. Number three is we want to create a clear discipleship pathway. We've kind of been dabbling with discipleship for a number of years, and we're sensing that it's time for us to to really put a plan in place that really communicates what our process consists of, what a spiritual development or formation kind of map might look like so everybody can know where they can plug in, how they can uh, grow in their faith, and that we can be working with them uh, to develop them as disciples of Jesus. Including in that, it would be a training and an equipping model for leaders and coaches along the way. Number four, we feel God calling us to establish a clear connections process where we want to connect new people who come to our community, maybe even to just check us out for the first time with very clear next step opportunities for how they can uh, go to build relationships with new people, find themselves being moved into uh, relationships and community, and hopefully get onto that discipleship pathway uh, where they can be developed and grown in their faith as disciples as well. To do that, we want to help you all know how you can be participating in that, and we recognize we'll probably need to be focusing on good hospitality and good first impressions as we figure out how all of that fits together. Finally, the fifth initiative is that we really feel God putting on our hearts that it's time for us to really buckle down and connect and engage our senior members of our congregation. We recognize that that has... Go ahead, that's worth applause. Yeah. We recognize that that's been a gap in our ministries in, the re- in recent years, and we haven't had uh, the intentionality behind that that we would like, and so we really feel God is telling us that it's time for us uh, to close that gap and to become more intentional about connecting with and engaging mo- and mobilizing our senior members for ministry, including better communication, uh, ministry and discipleship opportunities at every age and stage of life, as well as opportunities for serving and leadership. One of the things that is emerging in conversations that I'm having with lots of people is this recognition that in this final later season of life, those who have really pursued God's call to the end are discovering that the primary focus that God moves us into is the opportunity to pass on a legacy to the next generation. And part of our heart here at Faith Covenant Church has been to become a truly intergenerational church. And from the beginning, we've said, we're not really sure how to do that. There's not a lot of churches that have solved that puzzle or figured that out. And so we think this is a way that we can begin to uh, expand our footprint for intergenerational ministry by not just engaging our seniors, but actually mobilizing them to be a blessing to the next generation. And so we'd love your heart and your passion to help us figure out what that looks like like and how to do that. Again, these are ideas and we need to come together to decide, is God really leading us to invest our time and our talent and our treasure in making these initiatives happen?
At this point, we don't know what God's timing is going to be for any of these initiatives. We think the first couple are the most important, so that's why we put them at number one and number two. And it will take a lot more conversation uh, in order to move forward, but we'll be sharing more information in the days ahead, letting you know how you can be a part of the conversation and where you can plug in along the way. And ultimately, we will be asking everyone to prayerfully consider how they might be a part of these initiatives or the other ministries of the church that we're already doing. As Proverbs says, we recognize that we can have lots of ideas and lots of plans and lots of dreams, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. So we know that, that we know is, what we know is that we are called by Christ to go and bear fruit for God's kingdom. But it all starts with our relationships right here at home in how we engage with one another and support each other and how we lean into one another as the family of God in this place, which is what we have come together today to celebrate. And so as we wrap up this time, I want to invite the worship team to join me on the platform again and lead us in a, a closing song. As we've been learning through the Way of Jesus series this spring, it's the overflow of Christ's love and character within us that becomes the motion and the momentum of any faith community that seeks to, to step out and serve God in Jesus' name. Intentionality and strategic planning is a part of what it means for any church to build itself up in love, as Ephesians says. As each part learns what its part is and how it can participate in the work, and as we manifest the character of Christ in our lives through the power of God's Holy Spirit. I want to leave us with the words of Jesus to his disciples in John 15, verses 16 and 17, where Jesus says, You did not choose me, You did not choose me. I chose you. I chose you. And I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. A fruit that will last. So that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. This is my command. Love each other. Brothers and sisters, it's really that simple. And it's really that hard. May we all be blessed by God's Spirit and this challenge to be the church in this place together.